Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Molly McAdams. Welcome to the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. Hi. Oh my God. First of all, that's a tongue twister. I am not saying that again on an intro. <laughs> that was really bad. The fact that I did not fuck that up is insane. <laughs> oh, so how are you doing? How's the weather where you're at? Small talk first. Right. Uh, I love small talk. I am doing really great. I live in Texas, so the weather is, um, you know, it's a little bit hormonal. We're, we're cold and hot. Didn't you guys get like a shit ton of snow? Texas was just like, fuck it. I'm gonna get cold. I know. Yeah. Um, and, and my daughter's six. So she's like, are we going to get that snow again? And I'm like, no, we've, we've never seen that ever, ever, ever. <laughs> and then we got this like crazy hail and she goes, what if it hails again? And I was like, no, we've never seen that ever, ever. I don't know what's up with 2021, but, uh, let's not. I see these memes all the time on Facebook about people doing dumb shit like, oh, a hiker found portal to freaking like fake things or whatever. And it's like, it is not the year. Leave that shit alone. (laughs) And I also saw one where it was a picture of aliens and they were like running around and it was like, oh shit, we're up next. I'm nervous. What the fuck did we do? (laughs) I mean, it would fall up to 2020. Why not? Oh, Jesus. Something's got to something's got to give with these past two years they've been literally crazy I, know. I grew up in Virginia so uh, weird weather is totally just common like if you ever want like four seasons in like one week Virginia three Maryland too yeah no one of my friends is talking about how she actually has four seasons and I said oh that must be nice and my husband's <laughs> like we do have four seasons just in one day for real real. all right so we are going to hop right into questions about yours truly um and i'm gonna let stevie take the first one all right we're gonna start with brood because that is the most recent series um your brood series spanned over four books what inspired this overall series uh well kind of like the rest or well not the rest but most of my books um the entire series started started off with a dream Mm-hmm. Um, I had this dream of these like four brothers and it kind of was just four brothers and two girls, not that the two girls were with the four brothers, but, um, that was just the, you know, the gist of the dream. And I kind of knew that, um, that one of the girls was gone, which is where the third book comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was just kind of where it came out. It was just a dream. And I kind of was, a uh, talking to my editor at the time about it like hey what do you think of this and she's like oh I love it and then uh I didn't get around to it for a while um but yeah it was just it just started off as a dream that was uh totally crazy these brothers were all like wildly different and at the same time they had their uh, similarities mm-hmm. um so yeah that's kind of where it started love that love that so each book kind of focuses they're standalone so they focus on new couples each book which I love so was there anything in particular that like you could say that inspired like each couple or did you have like separate dreams for like each book or how did that work? Uh, no, when, um, after I had that like main dream, I kind of was like writing it down and I was like, oh, okay, so this brother could be like this and then this brother could be like this. And so it kind of just started snowballing from there. Um, and, uh, originally, um, Bo was not going to get a story, uh, even though I knew there were four brothers. Uh, Bo was just uh, kind of already doing his own thing. He was already married. Um, mm-hmm. And so he just was not going to be like a player in this. And uh, uh, so I just kind of, I know. <laughs> um, so it, 
it just kind of was something that I was just like kind of feeling them out, seeing how they were. And then it kind of, their stories just kind of came to life then after I was just kind of like feeling out the dream when I was writing it all down. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, but, uh, originally Sawyer was like much different. He was, uh, not like a guy that we really, uh, enjoyed. He's kind of a douche. Oh, no, uh, I like the douchebags. My way. <laughs> so, so, um, he was like wildly different. And then when I started writing a story, I was like, oh man, I don't like you at all. Switch <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this up just a little bit. Yeah. Okay, do you have always with the Deathly Hollows? Yes. The- I know it. I saw it. I was like, I was like, I knew it. That's what that shit was. Yes. Just a little bit of an obsession. It's not a big deal. Just, you know. Harry Potter. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Come out. Let me see if I can get your Hogwarts house. Uh, yeah, yours. I like to I'm I like to guess things about people like their zodiac signs and shit. Um, I feel like I should have waited to the end of the podcast. Okay, I want to say like oh god, I feel like I'm be wrong. I feel like I want to say Ravenclaw. No, I mean I feel like I should probably be since I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I meet a lot of writers who are Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in my heart, I'm a Gryffindor, except I'm not a Gryffindor. Are you Slytherin? No, my husband is. And my daughter. Holy shit. That means that we're meant to be best friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Slytherin. Stevie's a Gryffindor. See, Listen. okay, so we got them all here. I mean, you know, Ravenclaw is just, it's its fine. It's over there. It's somewhere. It's somewhere. It's somewhere in that direction. All right, maybe by the end of this, I'll be able to guess your zodiac sign. I'm actually really good at that. That's okay, just- we will see. That is like a really, really strange good quality that she has is able to guess not only real people's zodiac signs, but book characters. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. There was a, I don't know if you know who CL Matthews is. She wrote this, uh, she writes this reverse harem uh, dark romance series that I'm like obsessed with, right? Yeah. And so she came on the podcast and I was like, I want to try and guess the boys in the harem. Like I want to guess there's their zodiac signs and I got them all right. Yeah, and their birthday- I don't do anything cool like that. Yeah, <laughs> their birthdays aren't mentioned in the book. I should preface by saying their birthdays aren't mentioned in the book. But yeah, it's a talent, I think. I think um, talent. My talent is being awkward. Listen, that's talent. That's a talent. <laughs> that's a fucking talent to be awkward. Because I hate that shit. I hate, <laughs> I hate being awkward. And sometimes I do it to myself and I'm like, shit, get shit. <laughs> Get together it's yeah i can't i can't all right so wait is it my turn it's my turn isn't it no it's my turn go ahead go ahead i talk way too much so go hey. ahead we go off on tangents a lot that's as, okay that's that's totally me as you have seen um so won't stop fucking squeaking oh my god <laughs> I, I can't and I, I, I like move a lot so like oh my god i won't okay i think i got it go ahead sorry my bad Okay, so book one, you were, you were talking about Sawyer being really douchey, but he's also a very broken person. Yes. So what inspired Sawyer and, well, obviously you said it all came from a dream, but Ray and Sawyer's story is a little different, where she's like the free bird. Mm-hmm. She likes to travel, and I don't think she really wanted to settle down at first. Right. <laughs> so what inspired it to go that particular route? Uh, I don't know. They did. They kind of took that on their own little journey. Um, cause like I was saying, uh, Sora was originally not like that. So when he started changing, it was, um, 
it was very much like, a, okay, y'all take the wheel kind of moment. Um, and, and the characters just totally went their own little way. And I kind of just was along for the ride. Yeah. Um, I, I had no like intention of letting it go that way. And, but once it started going that way, I was so there for it. I loved how they both had those like pasts and they just came together so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was not something that I originally was just like, oh, hey, this is what we're doing. Um, I wish I could have been like, no, I planned this forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like CB said, I mean, Ray's kind of like a free spirit, you know, gone with the wind. Yeah. <laughs> and like Sawyer comes from like a family, right? Because he has like four brothers. So, I mean, obviously he has roots. And I love relationships like that where like one of them is like, free bird and the other one's like I have like is like kind of more grounded like in like a family kind of aspect I love relationships like that they're like my favorite so love <laughs> I also like seeing them through uh through this series how she kind of like brings him out a little bit more and he mm-hmm. kind of you know settles her down a little bit um, <laughs> I love it. so they were fun for me yeah I would say so you're gonna you ask question four too because I know you were wanting to ask that question and I realized that I probably should have went first but you asked this next question too if you want I'll do the next three because these are the three books that I'm like go ahead go ahead honey. I'll just fly with it it's fine I talk too much anyway so it's fine okay so whiskey is Emberly and Kaysen's story um it's an enemies to lovers and sense some of that because of being tortured as a child (laughs) um now I forget where I lost where did I put the question I hate when I do that I didn't write a question mark (laughs) that's probably why did you always know that Kaysen would end up with Emberly or was that a pleasant surprise um so not um when I was writing out everything I knew kind of like how I knew Madison was gone I knew one of the brothers wasn't going to be there I didn't know who he was going to end up with until I started writing a fix. Um, as soon as Sawyer and Emberly have that first conversation, which I think is like the second chapter or something like that, or third chapter, I don't know. Um, he's like sitting in the bar with her and they're talking and they just have that like really great like friendship connection. You know, they've been best friends forever. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as they started talking, I just knew like, cause they have that connection that can easily go one way, which Ray kind of thinks is, you know, going that way but it's not and um and I just as soon as they started talking I was like oh my gosh she is absolutely in love with his brother who is no longer here um so I didn't know from you know what I was first like thinking about the stories um but as soon as they had that first conversation I knew that she was waiting for Kaysen who was no longer there <laughs> she thought <laughs> I love okay all right next question so glow and book four are kind of they go hand in hand so i would highly suggest if anybody these make sure you read three and four this book lady if not you're gonna be really confused this book woman done fucked everybody up yes matt so madison like you said has been gone she's been gone for i think 10 years was it 10 years in total I think you, you mentioned 13. Oh, yeah, that was a long time. Um, Everybody up. Hunter, obviously they were in love for a long time. And then you have a very interesting storyline. 
that <laughs> I was not expecting. Um, I, I want to know how that came about. <laughs> like, why were you like, you know what? I'm going to fuck up the readers. I'm going to fuck them up. That's what I'm going to do. I mean, we all know in book worlds that crazy shit secrets secrets in small towns don't always stay secrets well see my thing is is i felt like you know in the prior ones they were you know i i I, you know i I was vibing with it i was like okay this is cool this is and then you were just like smack watch this i was like lady (laughs) explain yourself (laughs) um well so what happened was, it wasn't supposed to go like that either. Okay. So like I told you, Bo wasn't supposed to have a story, but you've clearly seen Bo's cover, that jawline. Ma'am. I, I was looking for covers for the other books and I found that cover. And as soon as I found it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's Bo. And mm-hmm. I had to have it. And I asked my cover editor, I was like, is it weird to want to make a story just because I found a cover? And she's like, no, I don't think so. And I said, okay, I'm buying this cover and I'm going to make their story. So now we're doing four books instead of three. And that's the whole reason that I was doing Bo and Savannah's story in the first place, you know, like going to show like kind of how they came to be. And then after, and I was like, well, what am I going to do for them after? And so I was kind of thinking about it. And I was like, why was Madison gone this whole time? Like I knew for years that she was gone. I just didn't know why she was gone. And as I'm writing it, I'm kind of going, I was talking to my best friend. I was like, I was like, oh my gosh oh my gosh, I think, I think this happened. And she goes, no. And I was like, yeah, I think it happened. <laughs> yeah, you done fucked everybody up. <laughs> but it was like, as I was writing Glow, I figured it out. I had no idea beforehand. Because not even add, adding that one in, you throw in the curveball of Hunter's uh, friends. Oh, but he can't like be alone for 13 years. That'd be weird, right? I mean, I've seen it happen, but <laughs> that was a unique situation in itself because he ended up having to choose. Okay, at least I didn't taking chances one of them. I could have done that. Oh, we're not going there. Probably, probably. I just, to- I just told her before we started this, I said, I know that you have read all of her books, I said, but if you're going to go somewhere and you're going to go angsty, you need to either go taking chances or from ashes. Got it. And have tissues next to you. I know. She was like, yeah, tissues are a must. Um, so let lie. Okay, I just was like, Stevie, we're gonna have to fix this font, honey. It's fucking my Alexia <laughs> up. Okay. I like this font. <laughs> so lie to me. You randomly dropped a surprise like release, right? On Sunday. So what can you tell us about this new book? Like, what can you tell fans, readers, listeners, whatever? Um, okay, so I'm, I am ridiculously excited about this one. Um, so, okay, first of all, it is a completely, complete standalone. I wrote it that way um, so that people who were reading it didn't have to read anything before it. However, I wrote it for my readers um, who were huge fans of the Forgiving Lies series. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who read that and then went on to read Trusting Liam, which Trusting Liam uh combines uh taking chances and forgiving lies and kind of finishes them out yeah um so when people started well no okay when I was in my very 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 last round of edits of trusting Liam and the book was coming out in just like I don't know a couple weeks I could not change anything it was just kind of more of like a yes I'm ready for this to come out cool looks great I, I literally couldn't change anything 
I realized that Rachel, uh, who had been really, really, really heavily pregnant and deceiving lies, no longer had a son interesting Liam. And it's not like anything happened to him. Like, I mean, I mean, she'd been like about to pop in deceiving lies. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't interesting Liam. And like the twin girls were there. They were all grown up and there's no brother. There's like no mention of him. He's just, he just doesn't exist. Cause I just like fully forgot about him. Like he's just yeah. like gone. And, um, and I can't fix trusting Liam. <laughs> so I'm talking to my readers about this and this huge thing comes about where, uh, we decided that, um, he wasn't in there because he was a Navy SEAL overseas on a super, t- super top secret mission. And so that's why he couldn't be mentioned. And it was this really great thing. And so this like whole hashtag he's overseas began. Um, and so for the longest time, for years, it was just like, oh, he's overseas. Oh, he's overseas. Whenever anybody asked about him, it's just, oh, he's overseas. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, readers made shirts about him. Uh, I, they would come to signings with like things for him. I have things behind me. Hashtag. Uh, He's overseas. Actually, there's a book back there that someone made about him. Um, And so, like, it was just, it was the best thing. But people asked about him. I got at least two questions a week about him, uh, whether it was someone asking, you know, did he have a story or was he ever going to get a story? And I was like, no. But I've been working on that for, like, three and a half years, um, just kind of between books and uh, just, so it's been a very exciting thing. So, again, total standalone, so you don't have to read the other ones, but, um you know, all the people from Forgiving, Deceiving, and Trusting Liam, they're all in there. And also, Peter Rowe from Fire is in there. Um, so I had a lot of fun putting him in there because I, I know a lot of people totally, like, adored him the way that he and Savannah were, like, really good friends. Um, so he has a little something-something in there. And because uh, he does talk about in Fire, he talks about this, like, new small town that he lives in and how he loves it. Um, and so that's where he is. He's here. And, um, anyway, I don't know. It's just, it's great. And I really love the story, uh, the connection between Reed and Emma. It's very special. It's a slow burn. Um, and she needs that. She needs that kind of like slow to move thing because of her past. She has a lot of demons. Um, and he's the kind of guy that can help her with that because of the things that his mom went through. Yeah. His dad saw because he was an undercover narcotics, um, officer so uh anyway they're they're a very great couple I'm very excited about this one okay cool I already one clicked this book I'm so excited to start it <laughs> so um what's next for you in 2021 I you know I know that you mentioned you know releasing a series called Secrets in LA so like what can fans expect from that if you want to drop some dates I uh okay I'm, I'm really bad about explaining books if you couldn't just tell since I went off on that huge ramble. Oh, no, you're totally fine. That was great. Uh, um, so with these, it'll be a three book series, and this is actually only going to be three books. It's not going to turn into four. Sure. You're not going to see a cover in a uh, year. I promise. <laughs> I promise. It's only three. Um, so it's these girls who all live in a house, like right in the heart of Hollywood, and um, they're they're a lot of fun. I've I've already finished the first book, and their personalities are really great. Um, and they all just kind of have their, their own secrets, not necessarily from each other in all, you know, Mm -hmm. the instances. Um, but it just depends. Um, one of them, it's more along the lines of secrets from her parents. Uh, she comes from a very, um, 
high-end background. Her dad's a senator and her parents think that she's a prima ballerina in a Los Angeles dance company and she's really a burlesque dancer. Yes, queen! Yeah. I'm here Uh, for it. I'm here for that. Yeah, she, uh, she's a lot of fun and, um, uh, then there's, there's one girl I think why people might maybe think there's going to be four is there's one girl and she's kind of like the main girl of the house. Her dad's the one who owns the house, mm-hmm. but we will see her story throughout all three of the books, um, which is why she won't be getting her own. She'll be very heavily involved. Um, and she's just amazing. So much fun. I kind of feel like she'll, um, you know how like Emberly is just like that really fun character you want to be friends with. Yeah. She, this is going to be Stevie. She's so much fun. Um, and I'm so excited it's named after me. <laughs> she's she's amazing she's so epic um she just uh she's very uh blunt and very kind of crude and um she doesn't care you know she doesn't care about what people think about her and so she kind of brings people you know out of their shells and that's what she does for Hollis in this first book and um the second book is actually going to be my very first female female book um (laughs) you just won MJ over she's done Sign the bisexual up. Sign me up. Where do I, where do I sign? Where is the dotted line? I'm here for that. Oh my God, I'm so excited. When does it release, do you know? Um, like go right there. Passion isn't even out yet. And she's already ready for the next one. Um, I'll be the first one too. I'm just, <laughs> got ideas for when this one's going to come out. Okay, so just so we go back to Passion, that's coming out in July, and I think Love comes out in December, I think. Um, oh, Christmas gift to me. Yes, December. And uh, and I'm, I'm extremely excited for that one. Um, that's going to be, uh, so one of the girls that we will already see all throughout Passion, she's, she's already there, um, and uh, she's very much already out like it's not a secret for her um but they a new girl comes in at the end of passion and um she's never had uh any sort of feelings for girls um before now so that's going to be her thing she also has a boyfriend back home so that's where that comes from and um anyway i'm very excited for that one and uh then the third book um i don't know how much i can say on that one but she's always wanted to she's very shy she's um She's the very sweet, soft, shy one of the girls in the house. Um, and she just is like a workaholic. She's constantly working. She's always wanted to be an actress. Um, but she's a porn star. Oh, <laughs> oh I like God. it. I have a thing for books that involve strippers and porn stars. Oh, I love this series. My whole freaking heart. Oh, my God. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm so ready. Well, I just feel like there's not a ton of like, I know that there's like male, male, which don't get me wrong, I fucking love, but I don't feel like there's enough female, female representation in, in our books. So like when I hear about them, I'm like, give them to me. Let me read them. Uh, yeah. If you need to, so this is the first one you've ever wrote, right? Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm nervous. You know, I hope I, if you need or like get into the vibe or like understand <laughs> ask the bisexual listen to um, that too but also uh liza fucking james is that what her name is hold up yeah liza james i think it's liza yeah liza james is an amazing female female author she has a book okay. called vibe that is what? 
Vibe, like V-I-B-E. It's called Vibe. It's like a purple and green smoky kind of cover, female, female. And that's what she normally writes. They're really, really good. And I think that they could maybe like help you get into the mindset of having to write two girls. Like it's fucking best. (sighs) Chef kisses. Also, I love when like one girl is like struggling with her sexuality and the other one's like, I don't even give a fuck. So I'm so excited. Okay, good luck. I think that was great. Thanks. Um, I thought of a really random question going back to Brood. Have you, will you ever write Izzy's story? Because we know that when, she, you know, at the end, she says that she's in a small town. Yeah. But, and it's even, she says it's even well, more crazier than where she was from. So I really want her story. Her little thing, I think. <laughs> Okay, so have y'all read um, my Redemption in Rebel series? I have not. I have. I have not. I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't look at you like that, but you have to. Okay, I will. I will. Um, So, okay. So, Stevie has. um, Okay, it's it's my, like, Mafia romantic suspense series. Is it dark? Um... Uh, I don't think I go too dark ever. Okay. Well, I like that. So, I mean, I was just saying, I was, I mean, it doesn't matter if you do, because I would like it, but. <laughs> um, I, like, well, one of my books deals with human trafficking. And then um, one of them, I don't know. Do I go too dark? I don't, I, not as dark, not as dark as what she normally goes, because she's like <laughs> Penelope Douglas, like super fan over there. I mean, that series she talks about all the time. Stevie has admittedly, and I tell people this all the time, Stevie has admittedly read way more romance than I have, mostly just because I'm like a horror reader, even though I write romance novels, and I like read romance, but I didn't get into romance until like later in my life, and I read like true crime and like Stephen King, and that's usually my jam, so that translated automatically over to like romance, so somebody's getting like you know, falling in love with a serial killer, sign me up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so she's read way more romance than I have. So I'm always open for recommendations. And when I'm on writing breaks, which I currently am, I'll binge read like 25,000 books. So. Well, should- I have like clashing um, like mafia families and an assassin falling in love with a prostitute in there. So okay. go for it. Um, I just, I feel like I never go like, to anything unless it's to make you cry and that's only because I really like crying um but so that place um in one of the books in uh or or I guess like in one of the series uh lyrics specifically Libby um falls in love or well finally gets together with like her longtime love who is also the lead singer of a rock band or not not the lead singer the bassist of a rock band Henley Mm-hmm. And so Hanley's kind of like sort of mentioned in um, Locke and then not really so much in Limit. And that's in the Rebel series. Um, but Henley's getting their own series later after after I finish the Secrets in LA series. Izzy's going to kind of be like their manager. Ooh. And so she's going to be like fully, fully in the entire series. And yeah, she will end up with one of them. Woo! Yes. Let it be so- I was really sad for her. I liked her, but then again, it's hard to toy with like somebody you've been with that you were meant to be with. Right. So I'm happy that she'll get like a happy ever after because she deserves it. I have a very real question. Yeah. In a band, who do you go for? The lead singer, 
the guitar. The drummer. Who do you got? See, it's always the drummer. It's, it's always the drummer. It's always the drummers. <laughs> it has always been the drummers for me, and it will always be the drummers. I mean, low key, kind of a bassist because you know they're good with their fingers, but. <laughs> But I love a good drummer. I love a good. This is a romance uh, podcast. The drummers get that muscle right here. Yes, 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 they do. I love it. There's. Just I, a, I like that muscle. I don't know. There's something very hot and chaotic about a drummer that just calls to me. Like yeah. I'm not afraid to admit the fact that I was 100 percent in love with Tommy Lee as a six-year-old. <laughs> Oh my god. I still am. And he's on TikTok now with his wife. And I'm like, I lucky, lucky dog. You lucky dog. Because I thought he was so hot back in the day. Back in the day, I thought he was so hot. My dad thought something was wrong with me. Um, so moving on, we're gonna move on to there's something in my sleep. Moving on to writing questions. Uh, I'm gonna take a portion because that's my portion. Um, so when did you first realize that you wanted to be a writer? Uh, after I was done writing Taking Chances. Okay. All yeah. Right. I didn't realize that I was actually writing a book until it was done. Okay. And I didn't have anything else to write. And I was like, oh, I think I wrote a book. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Um, so are you a plotter or are you a pantser? Like, I'm a planter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely do both. Um, there are some times where I just like go into the story and I just start writing. And um, my anxiety could never, could never. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and, and that's how I do like most of the time. Cause since most of the books start off as a dream, I'll just like start wherever the dream was. And then I just kind of build off of it. But there's definitely always a time um, in like the last like fourth or something like that of the book sixth of the book where I'm like okay I don't know what's happening anymore and I have to sit there and like plot out what's going to happen in the rest of the book or I feel like fully lost um but for the most part when I'm when I start I just I just start okay cool I wish I could fucking do that I can't do that kudos to you somebody (laughs) um so do you have any interesting writing parts like when you're writing like eating Twizzlers or like you know wearing the same hoodie when you write like anything like that uh no I have to probably be like the lamest person ever I just I have to have music on and if I don't um a lot of authors say that yeah I can't I can't focus I start thinking of like grocery lists if there's not music on and I I realize after I'm like oh there's no music and, and that's why all right, cool. All right. I mean, I, I listen, I have like specific playlists for certain things, but I write, I use the same song for the end of every single book that I write. Really? Every song, every, the same song every time, because it's the most, yeah. and I do not care what anybody tells me. I do not care. It is the most iconic end of movie, end of book song ever. What is it? Iris by the Go-Go Dolls. Oh, that song is like everything. It's, it's literally like them running to each other in the rain or him catching her at the train station and them seeing each other from afar. Like it is the ending of every sad, happy, romantic movie ever. And no one can tell me any differently. And when I listen to that song, all I can think of is just like love, like just pure love. And so I, when I write the end of my books, that's the song that is on repeat the entire time. I love so- it. Yeah, I have playlists for every single book, and um, if, if it's not working with the vibe, it messes up everything. I actually, just with passion, I was having the hardest time writing, so I deleted the entire playlist and started over. 
Um, and it, it finally worked. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Um, so what do you like to do when you're not writing? Um, I really, really, really love trash. Yeah, sleep. Um, <laughs> I love trashy reality TV because I love watching drama. Have you watched The Circle on Netflix? Is that one of like the, like the witchy ones? No, this is yeah. like a reality TV show, social experiment, where they put random strangers in an apartment complex and all they know, all you know is like what is put out on your social profile, the circle post. You talk to each other through like text messaging. You can be catfishing as somebody else. You can be yourself. There, Lance, Ma Lance Bass's manager is currently on the TV show right now. Really? Catfishing is Lance Bass. You need to watch it. And there's this girl from um, Too Hot to Handle. Her name is Chloe. She's on there. It's fucking, you watch it. There's there's one season already on. The first season's already finished. And I recommend watching that fully. You'll binge it in like a day. Don't worry. <laughs> watch that and then start with season two. It's so it's so good. It's my favorite. Yeah, some people don't like reality TV. They, they like, it like stresses them out. But there's something about the drama that is just like, Oh, this isn't my life, and it makes me feel so good about. It. <laughs> I know how I feel because I I am a huge, and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm a huge Team Mom junkie. Okay, that I'm like I've got to watch, sit on the couch and watch Team Mom every week, and I watch that, and I'm like, man, I feel so good about my life. Nope, no. Thank and then she also know, MJ knows that I I sit and play um, uh, the mass Singer every Wednesday night. Oh, yeah, I do like that, too. Oh, I love that show. Oh, I've guessed the whole season. I know who everybody is at this point. I point. draw a hard line at Teen Mom. That's too much for me. Jeez. Oh, well, you might draw a line. I've watched the Kardashians since they began. Nope. Queen. Okay. <laughs> Listen, who's your favorite? I've done that, too. What? Who's your favorite Kardashian slash Jenny? Chloe. You gotta have, man, that's a bad bitch. She calls I, I love Chloe. Yeah. I would say, though, my favorite is Kendall, just because I think she's the most unproblematic. She's real. And she's very down to earth to yeah. be a Kardashian slash Jenner. Yeah. Chloe slash I mean, Kylie. don't get me wrong. She can be a little dramatic, but. Well, they I, all can. I think she's the most down to earth out of all them, but I do like Chloe. Chloe is, I think Chloe's been through the most, like, as, like, a person. And she's not afraid to call her family out on bullshit, dude. Yeah. If I was related to Kourtney Kardashian, I, I would have punched her. I would have literally punched her in the face. I can't tell you how many times. <laughs> Kourtney stresses me out. <gasps> and as somebody who I feel like is an OG fan, I can say that. <laughs> I can say that. See, I like Kylie. I just think she's like a bomb, like. I think Kylie's cool. I think I she's just such a good entrepreneur that she's like. I have no problem. I have no cool. Like, I have no problems with clot highly mostly just because yeah. i just didn't really eh. but yeah courtney i would literally decapitate her and if her, <laughs> if her and scott do not end up together i'm gonna literally shoot myself well you know who she's <laughs> dating now right Travis barker right now right <laughs> <laughs> it's very what have you seen that no she's in like a cave courtney kardashian is dating travis barker the, the punk drummer not to mention, he got her name tattooed on his ribcage. Yeah. That's one drummer I'm, I'm not not a, gonna drool over. Listen, that's but crazy. Not. It's insane. I just don't understand. Okay, That really disappoints me as a um, <laughs> original Blink fan. <laughs> Listen, I don't give a shit about Blink-182. What I give a shit about is the fact that they're just like, that's that creeps me out. You know what <laughs> I really love, though? Side note. 
somebody I'm literally obsessed with. I'm so jealous of their relationship. I want to write a book about their entire relationship. Is Megan Fox and MGK? Uh, like, but she doesn't. <laughs> Please tell me you know who those are. Well, I know who they are. I'm just like, I didn't even know that they were still relevant. Like, <laughs> they are relevant in my head. Okay, Molly, listen to me. That for me is the epitome of. That for me is the, your camera just dropped everywhere. That for me is the epitome of my bisexuality. Okay. Because. Then I'll let it, I'll let it go. (laughs) Megan Fox is literally the hottest thing I have ever seen in my life. And MGK is the hottest thing I have ever seen in my life. And I'm not sure who I'm attracted to more or like, I don't know if I want to be Megan Fox or date Megan Fox. And that's when I know. Yeah. So they're like the epitome of like my sexuality. If anybody asks what my sexuality is, it's Megan Fox and MGK. That's what it is. They're it, so it is them as a one whole. Yeah, they're so beautiful. I literally can. Iconic. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. What does your family think about your writing, and have they read any of your books? Uh, like my like parents and them. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, my husband like loves it. Uh, he thinks it's great. He's mm-hmm. read like two books. He read Taking Chances and Forgiving Lies um my uh my parents are like aside from him my absolute biggest fans um they do not read them though my mom uh used to do this thing where she'd get to the first uh f word and then she'd stop and she'd tell me she's like I got to page this I got to page this and then she's like you know I got to page two (laughs) I just started telling her I was like mom stop reading yeah um but they're like they're honestly like my biggest fans and um <clears throat> my oldest sister does not read them just she is like hardcore uh christian like her husband's a pastor and i i have never once pushed her to read them oh. and uh, but my middle sister reads every single thing just imagine your 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 sister that is the marriage of the pastor just like in her bed at night just like secretly reading them <laughs> No, but she's like, she's also like, I can tell her things that are going on and she's very excited for me. Like, um, my entire family is so supportive. Uh, uh, they're honestly like, like I, I have the best family and, um, they're so cute. Like they have like all my books, like displayed in their house and same with my in-laws. Like when you go into their house, like all my books are in their living room. That's my dad. He's not allowed to read them though. They're glued together. He's not allowed at all. That's super cute though. And I'm glad, I mean, some, we had an, we had one author that did, had, did not have the support from her family, which I was just like super sad about. So yeah, congratulations on having a great family. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm very, very lucky. Um, but yeah, that is my, that's the end of my portion for the moment. That's Stevie's turn now to ask you all kinds of good things about reading. Right. As I take a drink because I have fucking cotton mouth. What? What is the first book that ever made you cry? Mm. Is it British is Arabia? <laughs> no, and I, I understood all of that. You're welcome. Um, no, I actually never read that. I was not a reader growing up. I didn't read until um, I watched the movie. Uh, I think I got choked up at the movie. I actually watched it in an airplane. Uh, I didn't know what was going on, and I was like, what's this? And so then I put the headphones on. Um, I got, like, super choked up at that. Never read the book. Um, but I didn't start reading until I was like in my 20, uh, early, early twenties when the first Twilight movie came out. And then, um, I grabbed all the Twilight. 
Yeah. Grabbed all the Twilight books and the first Twilight movie and uh, read the Twilight books like 14 times mm-hmm. and then went on from there. Um, but no, Pulled by A.L. Jackson was the first book. I was literally sobbing. And my, yeah, no, my husband was like, what is wrong with you? And he tried to take my Kindle from me. And I was like, no. Literally love that. No, no. Um, I was going to fucking say something and it was important, I feel like. And it was about what you said. It's definitely important. Oh, the Twilight Phenomenon. Listen, I feel like every, like it's the Twilight and Grey's, uh, Fifty Shades Grey Phenomenon. That's what like boosted romance, I feel like. Yeah. Everybody was like, shit. Hey, if you like vampire stuff though, have you ever read J.R. Ward's Dark, uh, Black Dagger Brotherhood series? You know, I never got into it. And uh, I, I mean, I never tried. I never tried. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird because I actually like primarily read fantasy and uh, paranormal. You tell me right now you a Sarah J. Mass fan? Yeah, no, I have like almost all of her books. Oh my god! Oh Girl, goodness, here we go. Got the actor. Okay, I'm a little upset that we didn't get. I really think that Tog would have made a better TV series, but I'm not going to complain. Like Throne of Glass, I think Throne of Glass would have done a lot better. However, I'm just nervous as shit about this casting, making my hands sweat. Uh, I mean, it's like one of those things like where, you know, everyone was like not happy with Jamie Dornan with Fifty Shades of Grey and he rocked it. So no, I think he did great. It's just, listen, I don't give a fuck about Resan and I don't care about Feyre. I don't care about any of the main characters. If they fuck up Asriel, I will literally kill somebody. Um, he's like epic with all his like darkness. Shadow singer. Oh my God. He's like my baby daddy. I love him with my whole heart. With my whole heart. If, yeah. he, if he does not have a good cast, I'm going to literally lose my shit. Because not only is because of this TV show, is it going to mean that we're going to have to wait like another two, three years for him to even get a book. We have waited an entire series just for him to get like a POV. And we finally got one in a court of, uh, is it Silver Flames? Court of Silver Flames, the newer one, the newest one that came out. He I, has I to- was trying to remember the names. He has like a, he has like one chapter at the end and now we're gonna have to wait like three freaking decades for an actual book. And I'm like, if they fuck him up, I swear. Oh my God, that is my baby daddy. That is the love of my life. I will kill somebody. However, I, you need to read the Dark Lover series by J.R. Work. It's so good. I've heard that. I just, okay, so like, it was never like a big, I'm not against vampires. I really like, I really like them. But it was never like, ooh, vampires. It was like, I read it and I was super obsessed with Twilight and then I went on to other things. I, I'm just, it's not like vampires draw me in. It's not like a, like shifters draw me in. It's, oh, I'm actually, I'm all about demons. Give me some demons. I'll, I'll do that all day. Um, But like, it's not like one particular thing draws me in. It's just, and I think I get like really, really afraid of like hype stories because I had one and I will not name it um, because I tried saying something once and I literally got like destroyed. So I'm not even going to go there, but I had one that was like a hype series and I could not get past the first book and everyone's like, you got to, you got to keep going. So I went on to the second book and it was even worse. And I was like, oh, so I get like really, really, really worried when it comes to a hype uh, series. And I'm like, mm. so I think it like worries me. Um, I'm going to ask you at the end of this podcast when we're not live. And if you don't tell me what series it is, I'm going to literally riot. Okay. Um, okay. It might be the one I'm thinking of. So. I'm not, I think it's what I'm thinking too. Anyways, uh, the Dark Lovers, the Black Dagger Brotherhood series. Let me just be completely honest with you, like transparent, because I'm not going to recommend you a book that's shit. Okay. 
the first five books phenomenal after okay. that, garbage garbage after that do not read I don't even care J.R. Ward I love you but it was you went too long with it honey just five books amazing like the first book lover is about wrath and beth and he's a blind vampire but man that honey honey he can see he can see i love him it and they all have such good storylines like it's not just like vampires and sex like that is involved however it's a very good storyline so i seriously would not recommend it if i didn't like it like i don't like twilight yeah see yeah see got my love for reading i'm sorry i do right there that almost killed mine (laughs) it's like it's like displayed in my house when you walk into my house because it means so much i just did not like twilight i wasn't a fan because i started with jr ward's dark lovers okay well fine i I will accept that if you don't read it i'm gonna be sad and then i'm gonna ask you about the series that you didn't like okay moving on next question stevie (laughs) hey where's some of your favorite authors to read oh man um Okay, so I don't read a lot of contemporary, but I will always read um, A.L. Jackson and Molly E. Lee. I love their books. I love A.L. Jackson. Um, yeah, just so good. Um, and then uh, I'm like, so, oh, okay, speaking of like, this was one I wouldn't read for a long time because I was afraid because she's like so hyped up, but Karen Marie Moaning, have you read her? Mm-mm, I have not oh. I read her either. Oh my gosh. Uh, like I like literally like binge read like seven of her books in a week because I was so obsessed. So good. Um, she's amazing. And then, um, Shelby Mahurin, uh, she just, she, I think her third book just came out or it's about to come out. Mm-hmm. And, um, it like the first two were just absolutely incredible. Um, Lee Bardugo, I really love, uh, Mary E. Pearson. She wrote this book or she wrote, well, she wrote, She's written more than this, but the one that like really just just slayed me was the Remnant Chronicles. She wrote the first book in it was so incredibly clever and epic. I it's like one of those that you wish you could write. It was like how yeah I never think to do anything like this, and well now I can't because clearly I read it and I can't steal what what she did in a fucking nutshell. It it was honestly like. I, I just sat there like, oh my gosh, she's so amazing. And I wish I could have been this amazing. Like, uh, I, I, I could honestly just gush about that forever. Um, I don't know. Just, just so good. Uh, I don't even know who else I've said. I, I should probably stop because I was going forever. Uh, I don't know. I, I have a lot of like fantasy paranormal people that I just hey, great love. recommendations. They're great. Uh, but was I supposed to answer? no 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 you're good no stevie's got to move to the next question (laughs) are you an e-reader or a physical copy um both if it's uh if it's like one of those people that i was just talking about and i already know that i love their books i will buy i will buy like the hardcover or the paperback and uh um well they're going to stay in my house like all prettied up um I literally have books in every single room. I even have books in my laundry room. Don't ask it. Don't ask. But books in every single room of <laughs> my house. And uh, they're, you know, they're used as decoration. And I don't care what anyone else says about that. But uh, so if I know I already love that, like, author in that series, I will get the hardcover or whatever. And um, I will read those. But for the most part, I do e-readers. And I read in bed when everyone's asleep. 
Yeah, me too. Me Same. Too. That's how I feel. Um, that's kind of a repeat question. What's your last five star read? Uh, speaking of Molly Ely, she has a um paranormal book coming out uh in just like a week, and it's called Ember of Night. Um, and I I was really lucky enough to <laughs> to read it while she was writing, so I read like three different versions of it, and every version was my favorite. <laughs> um. And I'm, I'm so excited. Like, I, I could read it again and still be just as excited. And um, Dr- oh, Draven is seriously so sexy. So <laughs> No, right? Um, he's a judge. Like, like not like a, not like, a, like, you know, in a courtroom, like paranormal judge. Um, oh, he's, oh, he's so hot. So, um. It's, oh. really, it's really good and okay. again it's on a week so probably that That's one terrible. i read pnr so i got yes. it um all right so now it's our favorite portion of the podcast sadly though it is the end of it uh it's trope questions so what is your favorite trope to write and why mm. like forbidden romance probably oh, um i don't know i don't know why I, that's just probably it's like always like what I like lean toward. Yeah, I mean you don't have to have a why. I mean you just <laughs> what you fucking like, and everybody can just get over. It. <laughs> what I do? <laughs> next, we take the next question, Stevie. What's one trope you would eventually like to write that you haven't written? Um, there's. I always think like, man, I would like to do this, and then whenever I. Uh, <clears throat> go to write something I can never fit it in there somehow um but I would like to do uh some kind of like forced proximity uh, I would also really like to do a marriage of convenience but I I don't think I can um there was a book that oh my gosh um Laura Kay wrote um I'm Laura Kay um I think it's called hearts and darkness i haven't read it in so long um but they get trapped in an elevator and it's a, yeah it's like a novella it's like super short and um i think i read it like 20 times i was so obsessed with it but i i read it like when it came out and it was forever ago um and uh, i've never read like a forced proximity book that i've liked since then mm-hmm. and uh i don't know not not that like you know there are other types of forced proximity obviously um <laughs> You don't have to be trapped in an elevator. You have to be trapped in an elevator. So, I don't know. Maybe one day I would like to do something like that. But um, it just haven't, it hasn't fit. I want to, I like forced proximity when it's done correctly. But yeah, yeah, I love a good elevator thing. I love a good elevator moment. So, what is one trope you'll never write? You won't touch it. You won't go near it. I don't know. Um... This is a tough question for a lot of people. Yeah, because, like, I mean, like, I don't want to say something, and then, like, one day later, I end up doing it. I'm sure it would be something. What? If you do, then you do. I do, then I do. I mean, it would probably be some taboo thing, but then again, um, I think my first book was pretty taboo. Um, People were not happy with that. So, um, I I have no idea. I Uh, I love taboo books. That question gets a lot of people because we've gotten people who won't write secret babies. They won't write 
love triangles, which you've done love triangles. So, mm-hmm. I mean, from I ashes, love triangles. From ashes was technically a love triangle. <laughs> it's like a love, like it was a love. I love. There love. was like four. Well, there are three men in that. So, <laughs> uh, if uh, I can fit a love triangle into a book, I will. That it is like honestly, um, next to like Forbidden and Enemies to Lovers, it is my favorite. I will. If there's a love triangle, I will go for it. I love. I love love, love triangles. Jinx, Jinx. People um, hate them, and I think they're good books. Oh, it causes so much angst. I love it. Me too. There's just something. I mean, like, look at very amazing about deciding on who you're in love with and who you love. Yeah, but that's like Essie Stevens when thoughtless. She thoughtless. Thoughtless was the first love triangle book that got a lot of people like into love triangles. It was so good. And people are like, oh, this isn't a love triangle. And I'm like, uh, really, it is because. Wasn't it though? <laughs> I mean, she was already in a relationship when she met Kellen. So it's kind right. of like, yeah, it, it, that's a love triangle. <laughs> I like love triangles. I like reverse harems. I mean, usually I read just about fucking anything once. Everybody knows what my favorite trope is. Seeker baby. I'm a oh. huge Seeker baby fan. How are I- Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, you go. No, you go. Let's all go. Um, <laughs> I, if, if the story's well-written, I want to read it. I I don't, I mean, like, not to, like, bash anybody, but I don't ever understand people who, like, purposely stay away from, like, certain types of books. I think they're missing out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I mean, okay, for example, my friend, okay, so my, my alpha, her name is Melissa. She is that person. She, this is her explanation. See, she reads safe books. Like her safe books are, she does not like love triangles unless it's done, like she doesn't like love triangles. And she doesn't, like if the, if the male character and female character look at each other, I mean, they look at each other, they have met contact. They better not be, the guy better not be going out here fucking everything that walks and, (laughs) you know, you know, whatever, because the girl better be doing it too. And if she doesn't, she doesn't like it. So that's like Melissa safe. Okay. And I like to, I like to like bug the shit out of her. Cause I'm like, oh my God, you're missing out on so much good shit. And she just genuinely, she puts herself in the perspective of that female, female character so well. I just like burped and hiccuped the same time. Um, uh, she puts herself in that female character position. So like in depth and like, you know, real that it, it physically hurts her. Like she can't, like if she reads a non-approved book, she'll cry for like two weeks. So she just well, can't. That could be why they don't do it because Melissa's like that. And I, but she, that, that lady's a cancer. So she cries all the time. Um, I have, so my sister actually, you know, I think she goes, did you write this book about me? And I'm like, no, she goes, this is me. And I'm like, no, but she does that. She thinks she's every single character, even if it's not a book I wrote, she goes, I am this character. And I have one of my best friends does the exact same thing. She, she is like, sure. She is Harper. I did not know her until after Taking Chances was already published. And I was like, you are not Harper. <laughs> but she's like, like yeah. And so, but they think like, you know, my sister does that and my best friend does that. And I'm like, no, you are not these characters. But they fully think like they picture themselves as these characters. And the thing is, is I have never once done that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't see myself. And I know a lot of people do that. I know they like read and they imagine themselves as like the heroine. I have never once done that. And maybe I'm that's a third party fly on the wall. 
Yeah. That's how I read. That's what I told her. That's why it doesn't hurt me as bad. Maybe. I just see it happening. I'm not hurting for myself because I'm not the female character. I'm hurting for the relationship. Yeah. I feel like. Like, I can watch a movie and I'll cry for the movie. I'm watching this book play out in front of me and I'm crying for the book. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not crying because I'm, because I'm like, you know, devastated. Exactly. Oh, well, there was one. There was one book that fucked me up. And it was only because it was like, I think it was one of the only books that I really felt like the main character, like the female main character was like, this could seriously be me. Like, it was like the only main character book, female book, like female. Oh my God. It was the only book I'd ever read where I was really like, holy shit. I am this male, like male, this fucking female character. And it was Crave Me by Monica Robinson. And it fucked me up. I don't know if I read that one. Listen to me. Ah, it made, it destroyed me. It destroyed me in a million pieces. Because the female character is very, like, she's very masculine, like, personality-wise. Mm-hmm. She's very, like, feminine, like, look-wise. But she's very masculine personality-wise because she's been through a lot of shit. And, like, her personality, the way that she's described in the book, I'm like, oh, this is fucking me. And not to mention, the guy she ends up with is the dude that I would go for. I was like, <laughs> it's me. And that book's, I cried for days after that book. I, I was, it put me in the worst book slump I've ever been in, ever. I couldn't read for like two weeks. So anyways, I recommend you read it. Um, it'll, it'll destroy you. Okay. Now, I, li- I like crying, so that's okay. It'll, it'll literally kill you. So this is the end of our podcast, sadly, and Stevie is going to take the last question, and then we're going to wrap up with leaving you a little bit of space to talk about yourself a little bit more. Oh, no. Okay. If you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? Oh, that's so easy. I would um, 100% want, like, some kind of forbidden romance enemies to lovers. Like, I mean, honestly, ever since Leo DiCaprio was in Romeo and Juliet, like, that has, that's all I've ever wanted. Like, I love Leonardo DiCaprio. I know. Who doesn't? Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, and Johnny Depp, but like 80s. Yes. I would, I would, oh my God. (laughs) At the same time. (laughs) I love them so much. But I mean, not so much now, but in the 80s, I would have, I would have like hardcore okay so now that you have answered all of our questions which we are so thankful that you have put up with um we leave this space first of all are you a gemini no what are you are you taurus no oh my gosh come on what is it i thought i thought you were gonna guess this what is it it? like do like one more guess you can get three okay wait wait time out okay if you were given if you were given wealth for the rest of your life Good health for the rest of your life. You live into your hundred, or love for the rest of your life. What would you pick? Love, one hundred percent. Fuck! I bet you're a goddamn. I bet you're a fucking water sign. Pisces. No. What is it? I'm Scorpio. Holy shit! No way! No way! <laughs> okay, that's a, yeah. See, look, I'm losing my taste. I'm losing my edge. So it's funny that you 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 asked that question again because you brought up CL Matthews earlier. Um, if you go listen to CL Matthews interview, we get to the reading questions and the first book that ever made her cry was Taking Chances. No. Yeah, she mentioned your books the whole way through reading. Yep. First of all, I'm salty. How the fuck? First of okay, first of all, I you so stuck on my shit. It sounds so bad. You're the nicest Scorpio I've ever met. 
That's a compliment. <laughs> Mostly because I feel like Scorpios are like kind of like guarded people. That's why I didn't think that you were. I thought that you were a Gemini because you look like somebody who would have like two distinct personalities about this. Is your moon in Gemini? Yeah, you you probably know. have to look it up and tell her. <laughs> I've looked it up. Let me know. Get back to me. But see, Scorpios are usually kind of guarded people, and you were very like welcoming and warm, even though you felt like you were a little nervous. And then I got water sign vibes because you were nervous, but you never seemed guarded. I never would have guessed that ever. I never would have guessed no, that in my life. I'm a very like I'm a huge like extrovert introvert. I get it. Yeah, like when I'm like out in public, like I will just like stand there until someone starts talking to me, and then I can't shut up. Well, see, yeah, and that's why I was getting fire sign energy. Look, she writes tarot cards, too. Okay, so if you ever want your cards read, hit me up. Actually, tonight I'm doing a cleansing ritual. Because it's a supermoon. It's a pink supermoon, by the way. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you're a Scorpio. Oh, my God. Okay, it's a pink, full, okay, it's a full pink supermoon in Scorpio. So if you if you need good vibes or if you want to start something new and you need to release some pent-up energy, go stare at the moon for a little bit. Okay, yeah. I can do that. That is the end of, oh my God, see, I gotta gotta get off these rants. This is the end of our podcast, and we leave this open for you to talk about if you have a book coming out or anything, like a sale, so talk about yourself, drop your Instagram handle, whatever you want to do, and go. (laughs) (laughs) I I am, like, so bad about just, like, talking over, I can answer questions. Um, You got this. No, I totally got this. Well, um, like we were talking about earlier, Lie to Me just came out, and I am very excited about it, so you guys should go pick it up, because Reed's super hot and super swim-worthy, and all those things, Um, and then look for the Secrets in LA series to be coming out this summer. Oh, I'm so fucking excited for those. However, thank you so much for joining us. We've had such a fun time, and we hope that you have a great night. Thank you. What's up, Buckworms? It's your host, Stevie. What's up, guys? It's your co-host, MJ. Back at it again. <laughs> I don't know why, but when I was gonna, I was gonna say back at it again, but I was like, back at it again with the vans. Anyways. Same shit, different day. For real. Happy Monday. Monday. I forgot it was Monday. <laughs> the Monday. I about said it was Sunday. Happy Monday. And also... For my little spiritual hippie guide witches, ladies and gentlemen, happy full pink super moon in Scorpio. So all my Scorpio babies, cleansing crystals, honey. Um, yeah, so I hope everybody has a great, refreshing day. Also, if you're not super, um, if you're not into that whole vibe or whatever, but maybe you're like, you need like a fresh start or something, go outside when the moon is full and it's, you know, where you can see it at its peak stand out there and just kind of bask in the ambience of the moon and kind of just think of like ways to kind of start new and maybe that energy will kind of, you know, rub off on you a little bit. Speaking of moons, I have decided that I'm going to to start picking one book that releases that week and reading a little tiny snippet, a little snippet, little tiny, like two lines. Mm-hmm. And I read this to you the other day, so you're not going to be surprised which one I read. Mm-hmm. And it's speaking of moons, because I I don't know if anybody else is obsessed with K.K. Allen's Bell Curve series, but I have been for since it first came out. I have to read this book, man. And Up in the Treehouse was so good, and I didn't know if any of the other books would live up to the hype of Up, up in the Treehouse. Mm-hmm. 
but they did and then over the moon came out and i'm like shit dead i'm laying over here like got it fuck i need tissues so there is a lot there's this little snippet that kk allen wrote in this book that i am obsessed with and it says the beautiful the beautiful thing about the moon is that it's always there it's always present it's the one thing i've always been able to count on to bring me back to center it grounds me even when my world feels like it's falling to pieces around me i don't know some people were brought up with religion as their guide i was brought up with the moon so wound right i die like i like kk allen i'm i i'm just obsessed with her like she's just she's such a wonderful writer Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really excited to tell people that she is coming on. I know I teased it. And I was going to do like a big countdown to her, but I'm just too excited about her coming on in June. So just watch out for that because her episode's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited too. I want to read Over the Moon. I've heard really great things about it. That's a lot of reading, catching up to do. <sighs> also, make sure you sign up for my newsletter because Friday I'm releasing a bonus scene from a fury couple and I'm just going to say that it's been long awaited the one thing from this book that everybody was so mad at me over I got in almost every review it's stated like it's stated in every review for this book and it's that I didn't put a certain scene in the epilogue for this couple so to is this to, the one I'm thinking of? To appease, I'm not telling you, Stevie. I'm not telling you live. <laughs> She'll tell me later. <laughs> to appease and to you know, so everybody can see a little glimpse of that. I'm going to write a bonus scene. It's super cute. It's a fan favorite, and I'm excited. So make sure you sign up for my newsletter because it'll go out Friday morning. Um, but yeah, I think that's all. What's up in the book world, Stevie? For you, not much this week because it's like a off week. Like there's only one book coming out that I'm signed up for. So which is weird because who knows me and knows mm-hmm. that I sign up. Actually, never mind. Let me rephrase that. There's actually two books coming out this week. I almost forgot that we have a release day episode that is releasing on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, for a certain book called Claiming Her Forever, which I'm about 50% of the way through right now, and I am obsessed already. I have not started a book oh i lied i lied i have started <laughs> i've started the foxhole court is that what it's called hold on let me look it up i've started the foxhole court series uh all for the game series by nora sokovic i think that's how you say it sokovic uh there's three books it's a trilogy and it's mm <laughs> you're like so excited <laughs> So I started reading that. I'm really loving that. So 10 out of 10. So far, I'll let you guys know if you should read it after I get to the end of it. But yeah, I think that's all That's all there is for me. Are you ready, Stevie, for um, the bio of this lovely lady? Not yet. Hold on. One more thing. It's okay. If you are not following us on TikTok, mm. do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Because we are giving away something at every hundred likes until we get to a thousand. Yeah, we're giving away such cool things from so many cool authors that have been willing to participate. And so, like, make sure you go follow us. And big shout out to our winner today for the 700 one. Yeah. Which was a girl named Jordan who lives in California. 
and I yeah, had to, she followed us on Instagram and I went and peeped her profile. Let me just tell you how badass this girl is. Like legit, she not only loves Penelope Douglas, which is your fave. That is my soulmate. <laughs> um, but she's like a, she like races off road. That's cool. And is like a mechanic. Okay. So basically she's a book character she's like, the fucking badass like i'm like who's gonna write this girl's story <laughs> that's kind of badass I like it. so she and she's really sweet she's never run a, won a giveaway before so everybody shout out to her because we're just good at p- picking giveaway virgins right i'm loving it though because i really i'm enjoying letting like getting people who are haven't won before because yeah i know personally from entering giveaways that it's really hard to win because there's so many people entered and yeah. the odds are obviously stacked against you oh um, also if you're jennifer rose blair and you won the copy of love and hockey it has been sent to you as of today that's funny because she liked the uh she liked the video on tiktok today so shout out to you for being one of our first winners and, and now we have another giveaway open Yes. For so go, check out. so go and do that. And what rock are you under? Get on our TikTok. Right? We post some freaking fun ass videos. Let me just tell you, we did our intro videos yesterday. I did. And <laughs> CL Matthews is just astonished that I'm 21. A lot of people were really shocked to find out that I didn't like coffee. Oh, I know. That was like, it's illegal. It's a crime to not like coffee. Like Jess said, Jess commented on goes, how are we, how are we? I know I saw that. (laughs) I was like, look, not everybody likes coffee. Yeah, you got problems. Yet I'm drinking my, um, my drink out of a Starbucks cup right now. You got problems. All right. Now, are you ready for me to read the bio? Yes, I am. All right. Without further ado, here's the bio for the lovely Molly McAdams. Molly grew up in California, but now lives in the oh-so-amazing state of Texas with her husband, daughter, and fur baby. When she's not diving into the world of her characters, some of her hobbies include hiking, snowboarding, traveling, and long walks on the beach, which roughly translates to being a homebody and dishing out movie quotes with her husband. She has a weakness for crude humor movies and loves curling up in a fluffy blanket during a thunderstorm or under one in a bathtub if there are tornadoes. That way, she can pretend they aren't really happening. So, let's hop on over and talk to Molly McAdams. 